I have absolutely no idea what is happening to my body. My husband watched in amazement as I started going down. Now the positives that I'm trying to come up with, my my kitten has her pillow back. <laughs> and I didn't collapse. I'm not in an extreme amount of pain. I'm in manageable pain, but I have no air. I have no voice and I record daily. So this is kind of like my diary, my blog, if you will, whatever they call it nowadays. And it's so we can learn together and maybe you can diagnose me and you can tell me what's going on. But my husband just watched in amazement as I started getting a little, I guess a little bit bitchier than normal. (laughs) We dropped my son off at work. We went to the grocery store. My son's on this kick eating lots of bananas. So we needed to get bananas. And what's wrong with the fruit? I couldn't get a good grapefruit this past summer. I haven't been able to get good grapefruits. The apples have been small. The oranges that I used to get for Christmas as gifts have gotten very small. And I got a, uh, I thought somebody was trying to poison me the other day. I, I got a navel orange because I do curbside pickup, but I thought somebody's injected it. It's blood red. And then my friend Jennifer said, yeah, blood oranges. And I went, there's such a thing? <laughs> she said yes. And apparently that's a thing. But that was kind of tasty. But I'm an old-fashioned girl. I just want a regular old navel orange. So anyway, we're at the store. Ran into a f- my one of my son's friend's mother. And, well, that was an odd adventure. She came up to me and then tried to walk away without saying goodbye. And I thought that was rude. So I made a point to make her turn around to say goodbye. I don't appreciate rudeness. But I was happy. If you hear anybody, it's my son. He's gaming. And I wanted to go to the store and get these things done. Well, my husband and I are getting it. He's in the cereal aisle. That's his favorite section. And I'm starting to feel my body. It's not up to my level that I've been for the past few days. And I'm frustrated with myself, but I'm not collapsing. That's the cool part. And I'm not in a lot of pain. I can just tell something's not going right. We get home, everything's okay. We're playing games. My husband and I are playing video games and we had dinner. And then he starts watching me and I said, I I need help. I need to get up the steps. And he goes, I see that. He said, I I don't understand. We were just shopping. We were playing games. What's happened? I said, I don't know. (laughs) Tag on if I know. And he's witnessing this. He knows I have this illness. And he's still amazed every time I go from diddy bopping around to barely being able to walk. That is why I'm real excited that AWOL Zebra has been asked, and I think I mentioned this by two separate podcasts. One is, and I'll get the names for them and and when they're going to be on, uh, but it's two women that find 
stories about people that's inspiring to them and they want to learn about it and they contacted me and I, I inspiring what I don't know but hey that's cool if if I can can spread awareness and then another one is about people with disabilities I guess it's not really making a difference but but being able to maybe work through that disability I'm not quite sure but I, I told you, I've never listened to a podcast in my life, so I have no idea, so I have to investigate. But they're interviewing me, and I'm thrilled because February 28th is Rare Disease Awareness Day, I believe. And this is a rare disease, and I'm excited because I consider this a win for us. And I say us because if you're with me, this is episode 70, and you're an AWOL zebra now. Uh, we'll get cards. We'll have booster cards. We'll have, oh, I'm so excited. We can have a membership. We can have shirts. We can have little cards, just like I did when I was on the radio. It would be so cool. And oh, and I had little magnets with my son's picture on it. I feel funky, feel good. And Kiki D's greatest hit. You know, I'm excited. But uh, just let me know. <laughs> but I'm excited because. I get an opportunity to be on more established podcasts to educate others about this illness. And it's a very frustrating illness. As I said, my husband, he's been witnessing it since I went down. I, uh, he and I have, uh, we were together before, uh, we got, uh, before I got pregnant with our son, of course, but we weren't married yet. And, we decided to become a team and raise our son. And then, you know, we got married and fell in love. And we were in love before, but it's not the, you know, get married, then have children story. I'm very straightforward. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and we didn't know each other, but for so long. <laughs> it's really a funny story before I found out that I was pregnant with our child. So he knew me as a friend and being in radio and things like that. But after I gave birth, I have been sick every year since. And he has witnessed that. And I've tried so hard to give him a year without me having to go to the hospital or anything because this man has put up with so much. And I feel so horribly bad about that. And we didn't know this was before we knew about my illness. But he would, you know, now he's just prepared for anything at this point, you know. And he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that, you know, he's prepared for me to have a seizure because that happened during Jurassic World. And I still wonder. I can't watch that movie, but I wonder if the people got their money back because I had my first seizure in a movie theater and it's always bothered me. It was Labor Day weekend and I don't know if the people got their money back. It's always bothered me. And if you were there, my apologies. <laughs> but he's witnessed all of these things. And when he was trying to help me after our wonderful outing out and everything, getting back I was like, my feet just don't feel like, they don't feel like they're holding me up. And it was kind of like, I, like I always asked my mom when I was growing up, I said, I have such big feet. I think I've been a size 10 since I was 10. 
And I was like, why couldn't you have bound my feet like they, they did to the Japanese or the Chinese women? My apologies if I'm, if I'm you know, being, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, everything is so sensitive nowadays and I don't want to be rude, uh, you know, about uh, she's and them's and, the, the, and, and I respect that and I am learning. And I don't know if it's rude for me to just, you know, go back to the talking about the women and their bound feet. But I'm from a different world and I'm sincere. I'm not trying to be rude. But I always wished my feet were bound so I could have nice, tiny, dainty little feet. And my mom was like, but you'd be teetering. You'd be walking like, you know, a size five on a size 10 body. <laughs> and that's how I kind of feel right now. I feel like I've got size five feet trying to manage a six foot one ton of fun body and it's very difficult to walk and I explain that to you because maybe you'll understand my husband wanted me to go to the hospital last night and I'm like it's okay I can breathe it's just not easily I said I have to put my neck collar on and I'm having some issues but it's cool we're just gonna get through it because I know what it's like when you go to the hospital I know how you're treated and it ticks me off because I received a letter from a lawyer that pursued me. He had heard about my story, the story where I was in the hospital and I couldn't hold my head up. And they kept saying, we're not going to catch you. We're not going to catch you as I'm falling to the ground and my husband's being kept out of the room watching me drop to the ground and they thought I was faking it. My legs were flailing everywhere. My arms, I mean, they were trying to draw blood and I'm hitting the woman, the nurse, trying to draw my blood. I said, I'm so sorry. I can't help it. And I would just doze off and they tried to tell my husband I had over-medicated. That's what they told him. I had taken too much medication and it was all on me. And then the doctor that gave me five steroid infusions with no medical documentation showing, no inflammation markers whatsoever, to the point that when the ER doctor came in and saw that he was giving me steroids and he had just said I had no inflammation markers, he said, I'm turning this case over to you and walked out. So this lawyer pursued me and I got a letter, he took months away from me, months making me think that I might have a medical malpractice suit. But he came back with a letter. It wasn't even man enough to call me. But I called him after my letter. Not even man enough to call me. Underlying causation. So the only thing I can figure, and I called him and I made him tell me exactly what he meant. And I guess it's the, what is it, comorbidities, right? Where, you know, you've got POTS, you've got HEDS, you've got all these little things. So because they can't really say that the steroid infusions prevented me from walking, and because they're unfamiliar with HEDS and fascia and all this, they can't really say that the steroid infusions prevented me from walking. I do have the medical alert bracelet now that absolutely in capital letters says no steroids. I have a rare genetic disease just like you. 
I've had it since birth. I managed it. I managed the symptoms without knowing it. My pregnancy triggered it. And I managed everything up until that point. I never once, even when the truck ran over my foot, I taught aerobics that night, never once have I lost my ability to walk. The very first steroid infusion, I was then put in a wheelchair because I could no longer walk. And the doctor proceeded to give me four more. Stay the course. And I don't have a lawsuit. They don't know enough about this illness. And the wonderful women that are interviewing me next week, I hope I can talk by them. (laughs) The ones that are interviewing me, they're like, You need to monetize what you're doing. You're giving yourself out for free. And you need to monetize your tribe. They call it a tribe. And I'm like, in my understanding, I think zebras are dazzles, right? (laughs) I'm learning. But they said your tribe will follow. I'm like, I don't have a tribe. I don't have a dazzle. I've got a few listeners. And I'm very grateful. Very, very grateful for everybody that comes back. I know it's not my mom. <laughs> I haven't talked to her since 2008. Anyway, I, I know, or maybe she's listening. I don't know. But I'm so grateful to each and every one of you that tunes in and listens. And I appreciate the messages that you send. And I appreciate making the connections. I'm very grateful. And I am so thankful that AWOL Zebra has been asked by two separate people to be on their podcast so we can help educate and spread the word about HEDS so that other people do not have to suffer and go through what I've been through, what I know you've been through. How in the world, how in the world do I begin to charge you? What am I offering to you that I should charge for? I would love it if I, I mean, let me know if I brighten your day a little bit. Let me know if you're having a a painful day and I don't know, maybe listening to me make a fool out of myself really took a, a, a little bit of pain away from you. Anything. Just let me hear from you and let me know what you think. It's thrilling for someone to think that I should be able to charge for this, but I'm hoping I get a sponsor or something like that, because I can't charge. I, I don't, I, I, I know what it's like to be turned away, underlying causation, from a lawyer that pursued me. I know what it's like to try to explain to a doctor what I just explained to you about the size five feet, or feeling like I'm being strangled from inside. The doctors look at me like I'm making it up or I perhaps had some trauma in my childhood. Who didn't? I mean, really, I wasn't sexually abused. I wasn't beaten. My mom was married a lot of times. My parents were, well, my parents at the time, my mom and whichever husband it was, they were arrested over a Pac-Man game. That was funny. We were at 7-Eleven and my mom and my dad at the time we're playing, and back then you would put a quarter 
on the game to save it for the next person. Well, my dad, dad number three, uh, was playing with, against my mother, and they were in a heated Pac-Man one-on-one competition, and this guy comes up and puts his quarter down. Well, my mother, the victim, the martyr that she is, uh, lovely woman, Oh, no, he messed up my game. I lost. Oh, oh. So my father of the moment uh, decides to get in a fight with the man to protect my mother's honor. <laughs> so we're at the 7-Eleven, and the police are there. My parents are arrested. And Child Protective Services is called in. And... I was probably, what, seven, eight years old. Okay, that's the kind of trauma I had in my life. That's not going to stop me from walking at 52. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Now that I think about it, oh, that's hilarious. Well, see, that just took a little bit of pain out of my hip. Just thinking about that. Just laughing about my parents being arrested over my father of the moment and my mother being arrested over a Pac-Man game just made me chuckle. I don't consider that trauma. I consider that making me the person that I am today, whoever that person may be. I'm excited to be able to share my time with you. It means an awful lot to me. And I can't believe I've spoken so long and I am having such a difficult time. I appreciate you listening, but I think you understand. And I'm excited and looking forward to being able. I, I've, I've always been the interviewer, never the interviewee. So I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. I hope I do us justice. I, I'm trying to educate myself as much as possible for any questions they may ask. Comorbidity, right? Comorbidity. I have to make sure I say that word properly. The zebra story, I understand. Uh, was it was it Theodore Witt? I, I'll have to look up his name, but listen for hooves. It might not be a horse. You know, it could be a zebra. It's a rare animal. I, I, I'll get it better. I, I want to make us proud because I want to share and enlighten other people so that the individuals that want to help you Learn how to walk up the steps properly. Oh, by the way, lean forward when you're going up the steps. And the weight goes on the foot that you're supposed to be stepping on. Don't go pay somebody to tell you how to walk up the steps. Watch Jenny DeBond. Read her book, $9.95 on Amazon. I get nothing from that. I'm just letting, and I'm telling you for free. But little things about how we sit and things like that change how things can be for us throughout the day. I can't wait to share this with these individuals so that their listeners will be educated about our illness. Thank you so much for sticking with me. I think it's episode 70. I just keep talking, can't I? Oh, I've got to stop. I really appreciate you being here. I hope you're having an absolutely lovely day. I hope it's as pain-free as possible. Thank you for tuning in. It gives me a reason to, I, I don't know, I'm, I've, I feel obligated and like it's my duty 
to put out an episode, an episode or a show every day. And because of that, it's a reason for me to get motivated. And I'm grateful that you do that for me. Thank you for listening. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.